0: We're taking you from sideline to sideline, and everything in between. It's your one-stop shop for all things football. Join me, Aaron Mukes, every Wednesday and Friday for fresh takes, breaking news, fantasy gold, and more. College and NFL, we got you covered. This is Sideline to Sideline, the podcast.
1: Ball is the spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is...
2: There comes the
1: rush, and here's the hit. Oh. Second down and 10. Oh, what a hit! You can't do that! The quarterback, you can't fight! The 40! The guy is drunk! But there he goes! The 20! They're chasing him! They're not gonna get
2: him! Waving his arms. Bear tested! Somebody stop that Jump, bitch,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, now your host, Mr. Aaron Mutes, and his co-host, Akeem. This is your one-stop shop for all college and NFL football. Here is Sideline to Sideline. Tis the season. We are back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Aaron Mukes. Welcome into Sideline to Sideline, the podcast. We got a special show for you today. I got two special guests. Uh, I will introduce them in just a minute, but I want to let everybody know and say thank you and appreciate all the well-wishes. Um, I know we've been out for a minute, but I had a family emergency, so we haven't been on for a couple of weeks. But I see that it was only fitting that we come on here, give you a Christmas Day special, heading into week 16, fantasy football championships. So without further ado, let's rock. Let me introduce first, um, in our main league, for those of you that know me, uh, they know I got a main league that I always play in every year, and it's a $200 league. We call it the Lum Uh, Instead of the Lombardi Trophy, we call it the Lombardi League. And here are the two championship contenders. First introducing, we've been there three times in four years, Mr. Pervai, we call him P, up in the left-hand corner. Say what's up, P. What up, what up, what
2: up, man? How y'all doing?
0: Hey, P out there in San Diego. Uh, Like I said, he's been in the championship now three of the last four years. But Mm -hmm. we call him the Buffalo Bills because he's lost the two he's been in. (laughs) So he's out there like Jim Kelly. Um, Also joining us, uh, one half of the other championship team. The other guy got a little scared. He didn't want to hop on. But um, one half of the other championship team, my boy I, Clay, Isaiah. What's going on, brother?
1: What's up? What's up? What's up? Let's get it. Let's get it.
0: Um, Again, Isaiah is one half of the other uh, championship contenders. And that's where we want to start. Um, I know we're going to get into some stuff that happened over week 14 and 15, but Let's start with the championship preview. You guys, uh, let, first, let's talk about how you got there. So, uh, Man. my boy P, t- talk about your roster construction. Because early in the day on Sunday, I mean, you were you were hearing it from everybody on our little group chat that you didn't have a chance. I mean, me me included, because you're starting guys like Chad Hansen and Key Cootie <laughs> and 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 all these you know Raheem Mostert and Nick or uh, Jeff Wilson and Nick Mullins. Just talk about how your thought process setting that lineup and uh, how you made it here. I mean, you were the number one seed, so obviously things worked out. Tell me how you got here.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, my team was looking real strong about, you know, four four or five weeks ago, and then I started really getting hit with that injury bug. Um, Just a bunch of unfortunate stuff. Um, You know, uh, I had, you know, a, a, a Dak go down, and so that affected a couple of my main pieces, End up having to flip those. Um, I came back with uh, uh, with my man from the Texans, um, who got hit with that PED. Oh yeah, Will Fuller. (laughs) Yeah, steroid himself. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that was the only way he could stay healthy, bro. I was
2: gonna say, (laughs) you know, I was wondering how he was just putting up these games, right? Um, And still playing, but you know, it got to a point where, you know, I, w- I had to construct my team just based off of, like, my studs and then having to, like, pick and pull some guys that could I, I could hope to get, like, 10 points out of them, right? So, uh, you know, we've been crawling to this finish line and-, and we're almost here, man. I got people on my back right now, but, you know, just making these smart pickups, you know, just trying to, trying to be ahead of the curve with, with no waiver bucks.
0: I, I will say... Um... That we're gonna get into something later um, about dropping guys at the right time or, or knowing when to let guys go. But I feel yeah. like you had some key uh, some key guys that you said went down. Obviously, you had Galladay on your roster all year, and that was kind of just this this failed player that wasn't able to get on the field. But yeah. over time, you had guys like Todd Gurley that you just let go of, and and these. I think when I look at your roster, I see I see your studs. You got the Travis Kelseys. You got the Devonte Adams. And then you've had some good, or Derrick Henrys, and then you had some good filling guys, and I think that's been key for you as you've gone down the stretch.
2: That's that's real, that's real. You know, um, so my four studs, and I really see it as like five studs because um, I'm really high on having like an elite defense. Um, so I made I made some controversial trades uh, to where I thought I thought they was paying out for me just because I was giving up a lot of depth and a lot of filler, um, and I had happened to acquire a top defense in in, in, uh, in Pittsburgh's defense. It's last um, but night. I, I know. <laughs> I know it, I, that's right. I'm looking. I had it in the back by then. But, uh, but you know, it, giving up a lot of depth pieces, pieces, which is uh, something that you kind of want to do, um, ended up backfiring on me, right? Because uh, just going over my top players, I got Kyler Murray. I got Devontae Adams. I got Derek uh, Henry, Travis Kelsey, and then I see Pitt's defense as one of them. Um, uh, but everybody else, it seemed like everybody else after that just fell off. Like I'm juggling, uh, quarterbacks in our super flex league, my second quarterback position. Um, uh, you know, I'm, it's just round robin with these running backs, these, uh, these other flex options. Uh but you know, uh, with the playoffs coming around, it seemed like, you know, those bottom teams are out of it. Um, uh, so I felt like even with no waiver bucks, there was a lot of a lot of stuff out there. You know, uh, we we only have one team, which is Clay's team with waiver bucks. But um, I was last in priority. Uh, but I just seen a couple of things. You know, staying up with the news, staying up with what's happening with injuries. I was able to pick up. You know, um, Selvin Ahmed. Uh, you know, I, I picked up Leonard Fournette, who that kind of just lucked into it, right? Um, and yeah, thanks, uh, Berto. Yeah, you know. I told him to
0: make that my number one over Nelson Aguilar, he was like, "Nah, I'm like." Man.
1: Yeah. I we was dropped him. We had him on our roster all year. We had the dude on our roster all year and we drop him week 13 because we were like, Oh, we got our stud back. And then dude gets COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But he was I, inactive. I, he
1: was inactive the week before. That's the sick part. He was inactive, a healthy scratch. So they weren't I, I using think,
0: him. I don't think there was anything wrong with dropping Fournette at that time. Honestly, I think it was just a bad luck situation that happened after the fact because honestly I had Fournette in a number of leagues that I dropped. Right at that time, when he was in inactive, a healthy scratch, I was like, "There's no way he's going to be worth anything." So um, I think you sure. made the right move. And like P said, he just he got fortunate, was able to pick him up, and that helped yeah. again this past week. That he helped. had he wasn't very efficient, and I still I still worried about him a little bit. But uh, he was able to get in the end zone twice, and and they definitely were using him. So um, let's talk about Clay team because I'm gonna be honest, to me he has the most solid roster top to bottom, as far mm-hmm. as just guys that should produce they don't always produce but should produce
1: they should produce um
0: right on brand with isaiah he, he loves name value you know what i'm saying <laughs> him, and, him and justin love those name guys so <laughs> those got, names. Got, a names. <laughs> got a lot of name guys on their roster but, hey, let's, but talk it about, let's talk about how you got here because early in the season you guys have been going kind of back and forth um you've been kind of up and down you were like a 500 team for most of the year and then towards the end you started getting your players back and and healthy and then you matched up against us in the semifinals, and just, just, I want to hear your perspective on that matchup, and just talk about what happened this past
1: week. So I'll just talk. I'll go to the matchup first. So that matchup this weekend, you know, um, I, I thought, I thought it would be close. I knew it would be close. I thought, I thought the whole time you guys had some key players who we were worried about. D Hop, obviously, Aaron Jones, who got off to a good early start, but um, you know, I, I felt like we had a good team, and some of our studs just didn't. DK Metcalf played like crap, like, uh, you know, uh, Allen, he didn't play. Keenan Allen didn't play well. And then Nick Chubb had a so, so Monday or Sunday night game. And it just kind of just snowballed. And we were just like, I just felt bad. Like going into the Monday night game, I just assumed a loss, right. You know, four points, four point something points. And all you needed was Ebron and he was getting targets. Like, I mean, he'd only had two games under five all season and he, he had been getting – he had, like, 11 targets two weeks in a row, like, back-to-back, back. and, I mean, just on catches, you get four points, right? Like, I I just assume a loss, and, I mean, when you looked on Twitter, it was funny because um, there were guys that were like, I just need point two from Ebron. I need, you know, a, a catch, uh, minus one catch, anything from Ebron, and the first target he got, he gets hurt, and he's out of the game. Like, how crazy is that to happen – on <laughs> like you know on Monday night, there's That's, nothing you can do. Got. It's just it's just the worst kind of luck ever. I blame Berto. Actually, I don't even blame you. That was Berto's fault. I blame <laughs> hey, Berto. Berto. <laughs> you heard it, Berto. I know you listened. It's on you, brother. <laughs> but Man. no, um, that it was. You know, honestly, our team. I think from the beginning, like I think we had a really strong draft. Like that was the key. Like we were we had a strong draft, and we made some key trades. Like we got Dalvin Cook early who ended up being one of the best players all season. Um, you know, we got Lamar Jackson, who ended up being a really good quarterback. He had a slump a few weeks, but I think having a quarterback that was solid and because we had a multi-flex quarterback league, getting a solid quarterback is just key. It's just crucial to have that guy that can be can get you 30 points a week, like, you know, in a big game. So, um I, I think it all plays a part. I mean, at the beginning we had some 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 injuries and then we picked up and that's I, I always felt confident, like even though we were like lose games, we lost the game to a sixty nine yard touchdown to uh, Kenyon Drake on a s on a Sunday night, like the last play of the game and it was it was potentially over. All they had to do was tackle dude and we lost. So well, that um, was the
0: night they were playing the Cowboys, I believe. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So you could blame my squad for, for doing yeah, that. But I know, so I know. um you guys are both honestly deserving of being in the in the championship. Um just like piggybacking off what you said about our matchup, I'm not gonna lie. So I felt really good after Thursday, obviously with with Keenan Allen playing very little, getting two points. Even Nelson Aguilar, who started for us, got eight, um, you know, Derek Carr got hurt, whatever. Then Saturday night happens. Aaron Jones has a really, really good day. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good going into into Sunday morning. And Sunday morning, everything in the first half went right for us. Like DK Metcalf not doing anything. Deshaun Watson's not doing anything. Lamar's not doing a whole lot at first. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, we're going to run away with this. Right. I'm feeling good. And we, and we have some afternoon games and then halftime hits and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. And I swear in the second half, it was like play after play after play, even though Mm -hmm. DK Metcalf wasn't scoring, there was a drive in the fourth quarter where he caught three straight balls, which Mm -hmm. got him to the nine points that he got. Um, and I felt like everybody, everything started going downhill from there for us. And I didn't feel very good. And then um, I was telling P off camera that Sunday night game, that last drive where Nick Chubb scored right before they didn't score anymore. I just kept hoping, Baker, just throw the touchdown here. Throw a touchdown. That way Yeah, throw a
1: touchdown. I don't have to worry about
0: Monday night. And yeah. the minute Nick Chubb got in the end zone, something inside of me said, this don't feel right. Like, <laughs> like knowing I only need four <laughs> points, like this just wow. doesn't feel right. I've seen it happen too many times um but all in all it was, it's fantasy football and as I told you guys before I had other leagues that I benefited from Ebron dying and Big Ben yeah. having a bad day and then this league I just happened to not so now we have a championship it's you guys facing off against each other I know you both think you're gonna win I'm gonna let you know what I think um I think the favorite has to be um the lower seed based on sheer on talent paper okay, okay. This is, I mean I mean, on,
1: I mean, we we, we
0: we go through it, but on on paper,
1: on paper, P, on paper, they are the
0: stronger team. I thought they were the stronger team on paper than than us coming into it. Um, but on paper, they have the names. I mean, it's they got the Mike Evans, they got the Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Sean Watson, Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're, they're kind of stacked. But they are, they,
2: they are, yeah.
0: One thing I do like about about P's team is he has guys that I think are capable of having like. Banana-type days, um, like a Kyler Murray, you know, against the 49ers, or Travis Kelsey against Atlanta. Like, Kelsey could easily put up 35 points, and we would just think, like, oh, it's just Travis Kelsey. And then uh, Derrick Henry, who I'll be the first to admit, you guys know I hate Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, yeah, I just – I'm not a fa- – you know what? I, I find myself in this struggle with real football versus fantasy football, and when I watch Derrick Henry play football, I don't understand how he's a good running back. Like he's just a big body that's running through everybody, and everybody now in today's NFL tries to tackle him at his chest, and he's throwing him ten yards off of him. So, um, but again, you know that's a that's a different story. So I think, I think if if Miles Gaskin does not play this week, which there's talks he may or may not play, and Pete can get in Salvin Ahmed as a full time workhorse back against the Raiders, I think if he makes the right play at wide receiver, I think you guys are gonna have a close matchup. It's oh, be, I mean, does he decide to play a guy like Chad Hanson again?
2: Or does he go Kiki Cootie? I may I go both. Well. I may you go know. Well,
1: You know, you know what happens is, you know, this late in the season, there are these guys that like sneak up and just have these games where you're just like, who is this dude? He hasn't been around for 14 weeks. And then, you know, now he's, now he's a factor because these teams aren't, they're not tanking, but they just need to see what they have in these other players. And then they show out and then, if they're on somebody's fantasy roster on the last week of the last season. So I I, th- I think there's, there's a lot to be said, Hey, Chad Henson, he's been balling the last two weeks, honestly, ever since Will Fuller went down. So having a guy like that is is a wild card. Like you said, he could have, you know, three catches, 50 yards and touchdown. That's a great game.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, that's real. Just to kind of go back to our matchup. I mean, you, these guys do have studs. I think that my team, Consistently overproduces, right? Like, like beats the projections. Um, it is going to be close, in my opinion. Uh, you do got a bunch of scary, and with with Kittle coming back, potentially coming back, like that's that's one of those things that I'm just like, all right. Well, especially because they haven't had any tight end production. They all haven't the had a tight end. Yeah, they've Man, been tight end the entire time. We've been um, playing light, you know. Um, but I will say this. I do like my studs matchups, oh, yeah. and, I, and I do, yeah. and I do see Dalvin going up against New Orleans. You know, I do see DK gonna get matched up with the, uh, uh, you know, with the Rams and uh, an old boy over there. So, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys are planning on starting Jalen Hurts. Personally, it's an, it's not a bad start, but I'm, I'm with that, uh, you know, rock with your studs and the people who got you there you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, but like I said, you know, this is week 16. This is when guys are going to try to, they're trying to win contracts. They're trying to get the, they're trying to get playing time for next year. They're going to be working their tails off. So these guys that you haven't heard of maybe all year, they get an opportunity and they run with it. So having a guy like Jalen Hurts the last two games, he's been doing, he's been doing everything he can to stay out on that field to keep Carson Wentz off his back. So, I mean, yeah, I, I like, I like, I like Hurts, but I mean, he, he's a high he, he's a high upside guy but he could also be a low floor guy so I mean in the same time you're like you're you're gambling yeah Do you want to mention
0: do you want to mention that uh I had Jalen Hurts a week before the playoffs
1: and, bro, um,
0: bro I'm we we win the league I'm telling you right
2: now we win yeah, this league yeah. If, if, so yeah. yeah I get sports, so what you call it, it Taysom
1: Hill yeah.
2: I mean, oh, I mean,
0: hey. yeah. Oh, you the gold mine. The hey. gold mine. Well, I, hey, Jason Hill won us some get some matchups. Yes. But yes. when I had, when I picked up Jalen Hurts, I heard all the reports that they were going to try to get him involved on that Monday night game. So I'm like, cool. Let's see if he how how Wentz does. Wentz starts. Jalen Hurts gets two snaps. So I'm like, oh, that was all just a smoke screen. So I drop him. Jalen Hurts is the starter, and I'm like. Like, I knew it. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. But I didn't have – we were trying to piecemeal certain positions together as well and kind of trying to set ourselves up for the playoffs for good matchups. Um, so it didn't work out. But that, that did hurt. Um, I'm with P, though. I don't know. I think it's interesting if you guys go Hurts over Deshaun Watson or, or Lamar Jackson this week. I just it's, – it's, it's a tough decision to make. I just say that. Um, I think, honestly, I think all three of those quarterbacks are probably top ten plays this week. Um, it's. It, I wouldn't want to make that decision, so <laughs> I, I, I'll it's, let you guys deal with that. I, yeah, but, uh, I, I know that's something that if you if you miss, you're gonna be like, damn. Um, but you're gonna make your decision. You're gonna live with it. So.
1: Yeah, you got to. I think. Um, I think having hurts between hurts and Watson, I'm. I'm hopeful that the difference isn't uh, a championship. But I mean, you know, I think the upside is there for Hertz. I think it, you know, just his running ability, his passing ability. He's got a few more weapons. Deshaun's kind of light on the passing attacks. There's not too many guys, you know, that he can rely on. Even though he's been making plays with his legs and his arms, so um, he does have a nice matchup against Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. I mean, the only team that
0: can't beat the Cowboys are
1: the Niners. So. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You
0: like that, P. <laughs> um, all right. So really quickly, I'm going to, I'm going to do this little rundown because we talk about this on the line all the time. Um, you guys know, I'm in a ton of leagues. I want you guys to like, I'm going to talk about my leagues really quick. How many championships I'm in, how many leagues I'm in. I want you guys to do the same. Um, just let everybody know that way when people come on the show and they hear us talking, they know that we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so you guys have heard from me all year. I'm in 16 leagues this year. Uh, it's been crazy, uh, but this is what I do. So it's all good. Um, and coming down to the championship week, I'm already in five championships. I have two third place games, and then one league of mine goes till week 17, and I'm in the semifinals for that. So all, all in all, I'm cashing in eight of my 16 leagues. Uh, most of the leagues where my buy-ins were huge, I'm cashing in. Most of the leagues that I'm not in the playoffs in, or they're they're like dynasty leagues where I'm either rebuilding or they're small, like $25 leagues or whatever. So I'm happy. Um, there's no way. But I could lose money this year based upon uh, my finishes, so which is always great, right? We're trying to we're trying to make money while we're doing this and have fun. Um, so I'll either break even around or make or make some money. And um, and next year, I, I think I think we share some dynasty leagues, but I think next year I am going to scale back a little bit on the redraft leagues that I joined this year. Um, I start to to like keeper leagues and dynasty leagues a little bit better because I don't have to be on the waiver wire every week um, you know, searching for players and trying to beat people to the waiver wire. It's just a lot more work as you guys know. Um, but yeah, eight out of 16 leagues. I'm pretty happy with that. And, um, obviously I fell short in our main league. So what you got clay? Uh,
1: I'm in five leagues total. Um, I missed out on two of the dynasties that we were in together. So, um, I fell short. I had a, I had some, some bad luck and bad starts. You know, how it goes. Um, and I'm in championships in three of them this week. So, um, I'm biting for either first or second in three different leagues. One of them uh, I have a chance to get a three peat which is rare. So um, I'm really hopeful for that one. We got a real trophy in that one. So I've had my that, I've had that, my is that a is that a fourteen league?
0: <laughs> no, it's how, you get, how you winning three years
1: in a row, brother? Who are you playing? With that must be one of the – That must be one of the biggest no. leagues. <laughs> you wanna know you wanna know what this is what happens. So the first year, two years ago when I won. I drafted Mahomes when he was going to be the starter for the first year for $2, and nobody really believed in him. And then that was a year where he went bananas. Like, you know, every game was like 40 points. So it was a keeper, a one-year keeper, so I got to keep him at $2. So I had Mahomes for two years in a row, back-to-back, won the championships. And then this year, I don't have Mahomes. I redrafted. I have a Josh Allen. I got uh, Tyreek Hill. I got C-Mac. I got Chubb. I got a really nice team. So I'm hopeful to, you know, try and get this three-peat. Uh, it's rare. I've I've never done it, so this is. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful to get this win. Um, I'm in the Lombardi Championship, and then also um, I'm in a championship in an ESPN league. So this with guys I've been running for a few years. So hopefully, I you know I'm trying to cash. That's that's the main event. So get this money.
2: That's right. Uh, what about you, P? Um, <clears throat> last year I was doing a lot more leagues. This year I I I, I dialed it back to uh, uh to five leagues. Right. So I'm in a work league. Um. Of course, this Lombardi League. Both of those are similar. They're both redrafts. Um, I am in uh, two dynasty leagues with, with both you guys. Um, and, um, and then another just, you know, another sleeper league that, to be honest with you, you know, it was kind of doomed from the jump, you know. Um, oh, that's the one that we're in, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. the one I'm in the championship in, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. So uh you know, I mean that league I I kind of stopped paying attention cuz i was like in and out of the draft. We were at the beach and Wi-Fi was just cutting in and out so um it was just kind of doomed from the start for me, but uh it was a smaller buy-in so I wasn't really tripping. Um Lungotti league I've been, you know, uh number one for a little over half the season, top point scorer. Um and um uh, and then in our other dynasty league, the other sleeper league that we're in, uh I've been in number one uh, in that league, in like top three in scoring, um, I just lost. Um, though uh, similarly, uh, you know, ironically, actually, my team really under underperformed. Um, there's a lot of similarities that I have in that in that league to actually Clay's team, right? We have the same quarterback, uh, same wide receiver core. Um, you know, it, and I knew that if he, if his team underperformed, then that means in my other league, my team's gonna underperform. Uh fortunately, you know, he had some good luck on his side uh going into Monday night. Whereas, <laughs> you know <laughs> it looked like that luck was happening for me the way Ben uh Big Ben was performing. Right, I was going, it almost did. Yeah, yeah. So um, but then he turned it on in like the fourth quarter or whatever. Uh, but it's all good. Um, you know, I feel really good about that league. Um and then the other dynasty league, you know, it, it's kind of been rebuilding for me there, just kind of stocking up on draft picks. Um but you know. All in all, I I am going to be up in money financially, um, and then this is the really this is really the main the main league that I'm focused on, uh, Lombardi League. You know, a lot of bragging yeah. rights, bigger payout. You know, and, and this this is the one that this the one that holds weight. So it's a uh, you know I could win. Yeah, all I think
0: players. I think that's the the kind of the consensus for all of us. Um, obviously, we have our main league, this Lombardi League, and we all try to win that one because that's the one where like all our group of friends and we're all talking shit and so obviously that holds a lot of clout but as you can see like we, we talked about it 16, 5, 6, 5, whatever it is and everything we're talking about is right there championships or you know just lost in the semifinals. so we're not this we're not these middle of the row guys all the time finishing sixth um, not really doing much um, like Clay said in the dynasty leagues where I'm out like I'm just out like I'm rebuilding yeah trying to stack up draft picks um, and, and going from there. Yeah. So, so that's where we stand as far as like our fantasy matchups and things like that. So let's get into week 16. Let's talk about some injuries, some key guys we're seeing. Are you guys looking at any waivers? Are you rolling with the lineups you got? Um, and then after that, we'll get into some, some fantasy award things that, or I want to see where you guys feel uh, some players stacked up this year. And then we'll get into some early projections for next year, but injuries. First, uh, we saw week 15, obviously, It's the NFL. We see injuries every week. Um, Raheem Mostert, which I know is going to impact P possibly if he decides to play Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, They announced Raheem Mostert's out for the year. Uh, Cam Akers has also been announced to be out. We saw him leave in the game against the Jets. He came back. He tried to play, uh, but unfortunately he was unable to go this week. So I expect Daryl Henderson to get most of the carries. um, Split a little bit with Malcolm Brown. That could be a factor uh, this week as well. We saw Derek Carr go out last week against the Chargers. Um, who knows if he's going to play or not? He limited. He was limited in practice um, with that growing injury. And uh, if he doesn't play, that could be an interesting, interesting idea as far as waiver wire pickups. Um, does somebody want to take a risk on a Mariota against a good Dolphins defense, or do you even decide to play anybody on the Raiders? How does that affect Darren Waller? How does it affect um, Josh Jacobs or Nelson Aguilar? Uh, we also saw wide receiver heavy Devontae. Uh, Parker didn't play Tyler Boyd which we didn't talk about the Monday night game but also cost people championships because he went out early with a concussion who knows if he's going to be ready for this week uh, we talked about Kenny Galladay who keeps saying he wants to play but I don't see it happening um, and then Eric Ebron who all of a sudden now Monday or Tuesday morning hits and he said he doesn't feel that bad and no there's nothing really wrong with him so um, yeah I, I don't know what to think about that but so th- some those are some of the injuries Talk, talk up a little bit about those guys. Oh, and also the big one. Sorry, I forgot to mention it's Clyde Edwards, he And now people are talking about is Le'Veon Bell a league winner. Could he come in possibly produce um, and become somebody's league winner? Let me know your thoughts on those injuries. Or does one of those guys stand out to you? They're backups. Um, how you guys feel about that? Let's go P first.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, um, you know, there are definitely a lot of big injuries, uh Moster, you know uh the Niners are really run heavy so uh Jeff Wilson looks like he's going to be the the main uh the main guy there um and giving him a full workload we've seen what he did uh earlier this year when he had a full workload um you know multiple touchdowns uh good yards um I'm also interested in uh you know if Cam Akers is going to play because uh they got uh they're playing Seattle right and uh, they got uh, old boy uh, Henderson behind them. Uh, not not too sure how it's gonna you know uh, how that's gonna look because uh, when he went out, uh, it, it Henderson only got like two snaps right against uh, against the Jets. So you know it looks like there's a lot of running backs out there. But personally, in terms of if if you're asking me if I'm gonna be targeting any, any of them, uh, probably not because I have a mix and match of ones that I'm I'm gonna be looking to play. Uh, another thing I'm really looking out for is um, uh, if if uh, if Fournette's going to get the start, right? Because uh, old boy was out uh, for COVID and um, and a and, and a, a pin inserted in his finger. Uh, and the last uh, the last comparable injury to that was um, uh, the wide receiver on that team,
0: Chris Godwin.
2: Yeah, and he only he only missed one week, right? So uh, if they say that he's going to play against Detroit then you know I'm probably just going to shift you know Ahmed up there and and keep Wilson but uh, a bunch of interesting things to look at I mean you mentioned uh, Mariota if he's going to play I think he I think he does get to start because that groin injury is not nothing to play with Um, but you know he's going against uh, Miami like you said and I have this thing about playing like big big uh, you know uh, big point getters on your team early nights. So I try to avoid like Thursday night games and or Saturday night games. Uh, like this guy's gonna be playing on Saturday night, so uh, you know I'm not trying to give up too inf- too much information on who I'm looking to pick up. Right? <laughs> I, was I was wondering if that. Was it up, it. Up,
1: <laughs> hey, I'm taking I'm taking notes, bro. I'm taking notes. Don't even trip. I got this.
2: Like 16, no, I'm just naming everybody that you know. I'm just naming everybody that I ain't, I ain't interested in. So, um, but um but I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of, a a lot out there, right? Not too much
1: in wide receivers, but. There's some, there's, there's a couple of receivers out there. I mean, I don't want to give you too much info, but for, for me, what I kind of saw out there um, I know Darnell Mooney, he's kind of interesting um, against Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, Jacoby Myers. um, He's been putting together some solid games with cam. Uh, You know, there's, there's some guys out there, but it's all, you know, week 16, you know, do do you want to gamble that much with guys that you haven't really vetted and that you trust and what kind of system are they going to play right week 16, the the teams that are out of the playoffs, how hard are they going to be working towards, you know, Hey, am I going to kill myself to go make these plays or am I just going to chill and try to get to next year? But, you know, you just, you just, I, I, me personally, I'm not worried too much about the injuries. Um, We, we are going to play Kittle who comes off injury. Hopefully he plays. So, that for us is big so hopefully he plays and hopefully he gets you know enough work to be useful
0: no I agree I I think it's I think it's funny that you guys both trying to play it close to the best like like anybody that you pick up you really gonna play because I think you whoever's on your team right now is probably gonna be uh in your lineup but all right so speaking of waivers we talked about the guys that you guys may or may not want to pick up um Biggest thing I see is I'm gonna I'm gonna name some guys that I think are on the waiver wire that are interesting targets and and talk about that a little bit. So uh number one, and this is not necessarily for our league, this is for just leagues in general that people are are out there possibly in their championship weeks. Um if you did not pick up Tony Pollard last week or he is not he is available in your league still, to me, he's the number one waiver priority because I have a feeling Zeke is not going to play again. Um, and, and even if Zeke does play, or you're waiting till that last minute, I think it's worth it because you've seen him, what he, what he can do if Zeke doesn't play. And uh, it, it damn near won me my matchup against Clay. Um, I had to talk Berto into letting us play him, and, and we were this close. So I got him in a couple of leagues, and I'm using him this week in some championships if, if Zeke is out. And then the second one is Le'Veon Bell. And just a sheer volume thing being out there. Um, I don't – if you have other options, I'm not saying he's a must start. So this is my thought on a guy like Le'Veon Bell is they're playing the Falcons defense who's actually been really, really good against the run lately. And I think if you're going to pick him up, it's for one of two reasons. Either you're desperate at running back or somebody else may be desperate at running back and you want to prevent them from playing him, right? Because he's going to get goal line looks. He's going to get some opportunities in the pass game. Uh, Same thing applies to guys like George Kittle and Jalen Hurts and Salvin Ahmed. Um, when you go to waiver wire on championship week it's not just about picking up guys you're going to use it's about picking up guys that the other teams can't use so I urge everybody that's in a championship week get rid of those players that you've been holding on to the Kenny Galladay's the DJ Charks who hasn't done anything the Todd Gurley's who's been told now he's not even a starting running back Um, all these guys that have been underperforming it's you can drop them if somebody wants to take a chance on them this week and play them hey good for them but Um, I would say go out and get some of these guys that could possibly cost you a championship by having a breakout game. um, If you have the room, you don't need to have three quarterbacks on your roster anymore. Uh, Again, if you got if you're playing a team like Clay's and he got Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts and and uh, Lamar Jackson, who cares if you drop Matt Stafford or who cares if you drop a guy that there's no way he's going to get into his lineup um, if you're not using him anymore. So uh, those are things that I would think about um, as far as the, the week 16 waivers. And like I said, um, don't get too cute. Don't bench Kyler Murray for Marcus Mariota, okay? Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or don't, even in the case of, I don't know that I'm benching Russell Wilson for a guy like, um, who ha- who's had a good Baker day. Mayfield, Baker for like Mayfield. A ba- for like a Baker Mayfield. I-, I don't know that I'm making that move, even though Russell Wilson has struggled. Um, it's just, it's hard. And when you start to overthink it and you start to put guys in, that aren't used to winning your leagues or aren't used to putting up those numbers, uh, you're gonna regret it, and and you'd rather go down with your horses. <coughs> Jay Lester.
1: So, well, sometimes or sometimes, even hurts. but sometimes it falls back right because a few years back, um, I was going into a championship matchup. This was in the Lombardi League, and I had a choice between this was before Adam Thielen was a stud, Adam Thielen and DeAndre Hopkins, and somebody told me Adam always start, huh? Adam Thielen. I started D Hop.
0: Of course you did, and that move.
1: But was D really Hop pooped the bed, and and, and Thielen had 200 yards. Hindsight. Thielen hindsight had 200 yards.
0: I don't care. It don't matter. Hindsight's always win. It's like this: if Christian McCaffrey plays this week and they said he's ready to go, are you going to bench him?
1: Oh no! In fact, I have Christian McCaffrey in my other league that I need you my three P for. I can't. No. I, there's no reason to bench Christian so McCaffrey. He's those a type of
0: guys. Those type of guys are just different. You can't. Yeah. If you lose, you lose because of that. Hey, you lost yeah you know what I'm saying but yeah don't get too cute um I've done it sometimes accidentally oh <laughs> but uh but I, I've done it like there's times you try to get too cute uh I just recommend against that um and everybody good luck in your in your fantasy championships. now let's talk about I want to know your guys' thoughts on these awards I got a couple of categories um about like comeback player of the year fantasy purposes only and then bust of the year Rookie of the Year, and then, um, like, what, who's your fantasy MVP? And, and then I'm going to kind of lay out uh, my criteria at the end, but I want to hear who you guys have right now for your – let's start with the bust of the year. Who do you guys um, have? Who, who wants uh, to go first? Okay, let let, me, let, let, me, it. let, let right. me
1: go first. Let me go first. Let me get it. No, no, let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. All, All right. right. Let's check this out. So, to me, oftentimes, you know, you say a bust but there's so many injuries, right? You get a guy, he's injured. That, that to me doesn't necessarily constitute a bust. It's just, it's just more bad luck because if somebody goes out, Saquon, like he's out for the year, it's not that he was a bust. He just didn't get an opportunity. Um, but if, if we want to use that parameters, I would say, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, those are the guys that have busted. But for me, the guy that to me seemed like a bust where you would value him super high. And he kind of didn't meet those expectations was Zeke. After Dak got hurt, he just kind of just didn't do anything. He just fell off the wagon. He just didn't – he wasn't the same guy. He didn't get the same production or anything. So, um, I I would want to say he's my best, but that would only be after the Dak injury. So, um, you know, but obviously, like I said, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, the guys that, you know, just didn't play all year, and you expected big things out of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I think you kind of hit it on the head. Right, with uh, – I mean, not – you don't want to – there's been crazy amount of injuries, right? So if we were to include injuries in there, you can name off a handful of people. But one guy that I would say is the, probably one of the biggest busts is probably one of the most overhyped guys. And that's, uh, that's, C, that's, that's, uh, that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, everybody was coming in, right? He was drafted in the first round. They were saying, oh, this is an, you know, it's, it, it's an Andy Reid running back. Everybody's comparing him to Brian Westbrook. And to be honest with you, he's just been really mediocre to me the entire, like the entire season, right? So um, in this Lenghadi League, he was so overhyped. Uh, you know, in, the, in our auction draft, he happened to be the, the highest bid-on player. Right? $90.
1: A hundred, 100 100 100
2: in a, in a 300 hundred dollar budget
1: and a 300 a 30-year budget and on one third, player
2: yeah and and you know and for somebody like that um he was the, actually the the team that i was playing in the semifinals he didn't even play him right i mean um right. i mean it ended up being a good thing but to me if you're spending 100 bucks on one play in the auction, you better play him right and if it, you know i mean it's hard to say, it's hard to look at anybody else. Um, I mean, you know, you do got those other people that were injury. Uh, Zeke is a, is a good one because he wasn't really injured, but you know, that when Dak fell off, that whole offense fell off.
1: Yeah, and for posterity, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Clyde Edwards was $98. I don't want to miscue anybody, but he, he did go for 98 It <laughs> hey, wasn't 100 98 100 whatever. Uh, exactly. I just wanted to keep it true. I don't want to snowball anybody, so we're good. I go will, ahead, go ahead.
2: I will say, um, you know,
0: I agree with both of you guys. I think it has to be the guys that have played. Um, it's hard to call guys like Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey, but Because they were injured. And Saquon Barkley would be the biggest bust, to be honest, because he hasn't played all year. Um, It's just I think that the injuries are are separate. Now, they could be disappointing because they got injured, Um, you know, like the Joe Mixons, those guys. But as far as just your bust, the guys that have been there all year, um, it was between Zeke and CEH. And and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, to me, was one that stood out because he (laughs) – he had so much hype and for a guy that probably should have been drafting in the second or third round, he was going extremely high. And like I said, I saw him go number one in the draft um, a couple of times. And it, it, it just, he fell way short. And that could be a number of things. I know that Andy Reed um, probably didn't want to put a whole lot on him his first year. And they're in a passing, you know, I mean, that offense is built around Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So if he's not getting anything in the passing game, The the running opportunities are not going to be what uh, you know you get with a Derrick Henry or or some bell cow back. Um, So I I tend to lean towards Clyde Edwards-Elair. I thought I thought Zeke's bust or not performing was not necessarily about him. Um, I thought a lot of it had to do with the Dak Prescott getting injured. We saw everybody on the offensive line got injured. Like Kansas City has been relatively healthy, and Mm -hmm. it seems like Ceh has just underperformed. And um, so that was my pick. Uh, But like I said, Zeke. C E H. You can't go wrong, I think. Uh either way. Uh so let, let's do comeback player of the year. Uh, this one was hard for me. I, I'm gonna be honest. It was uh it was this, it was difficult. It was difficult this, one was, this oh, okay. one was
1: easy. This okay. one was okay. easy. This one was easy.
0: Go, oh, go me, ahead,
2: Pete. Let me go, go ahead, go ahead. Um it was a little hard for me just kind of just thinking about these names and whatnot. Um I know a common name is like Alex Smith. Um but, you know, look at him. He's hurt. This he's, for
1: fantasy. This for fantasy, D. Not real life. This yeah, is for fantasy. Say,
2: like, people, people have been throwing up Alex Smith. I'm like, that, that dude's been mediocre. But, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at two guys that come to mind. Cam Newton, you know, who has been – he had some real good games. And then some other mediocre ones. But I, I was thinking about Baker Mayfield, right? Because he, uh, he came out hot his rookie year. Second year, he really, <laughs> he really shat the bed. Um, and then, and then coming out this year, you know, he started off a little rocky, but that kid's been really picking it up, right? He's been putting up some, uh, some pretty good numbers against some good defenses. Um, so I would say it's between those two guys for me.
1: Okay. I like those. That was, uh, that Baker one really, that, that, that's real. Like I didn't even think of somebody, but that's a really good one because he has picked it up. And I think, I, I I mean, I hate to say this, but I think he plays better without Odell. That's right. <laughs> I think I think he he relies more on everyone else than just focusing in on Odell and having to make that play and do those things. So, um, you know, that's 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 a great one. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so. so I got a couple that I want to talk about.
1: <clears throat> wait, wait! I didn't give mine. I didn't give mine. My comeback. I thought
0: you. I thought you were
1: No, no. I like, <laughs> I was just. I was just giving you props. I was just like, hey, that was a good one. You know, I'm giving you hype. But I'm, the guy, the guy that, I mean, you guys didn't even talk about this dude, Stefan Diggs, baby. He is just, I mean, talk about a guy who was not wanted in the, uh, Minnesota. He got traded and this guy is a stud. He leads the league in receptions. He's balling with Josh Allen. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got the most receptions. He's got, he's um, just, in, he's number two in yards the guy is just – I mean, he's playing well. And um, I think going to Buffalo and teaming up with Josh Allen was just the best thing for his career and his branding and everything. So, um, he's gotten a bunch of commercials and everything like that. So, Josh Allen, or Josh Allen has made – revamped this dude. He was already good. We knew he was good. But they, they faded him in Minnesota, and then he came back. I mean, he has to be the comeback player of the year. He has to.
0: I, I, like, the, I like the digs idea. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say about Stefan Diggs is he produced last year. Even as crazy as I mean, oh, he he hurts. he was eleven hundred yards last year. He had five six touchdowns. Like it, the thing that went up this year, that jumped was his target volume, which is what he wanted, right? The targets <laughs> went up by like forty already. So um, I, I like it because I think with all the turmoil he had in Minnesota, I think people we looked at him like having a lesser year than what he had there. Uh, yeah. And when he comes to Buffalo, now he's he's shining. So I, I like yeah. that. And I also like the Baker pick, um, mainly because I think Baker got a bad rap in the middle of the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we we saw early in the season, like the first two games, he had bad games. And then he went and he started to get steady. He was like 15, 16 points every game. And then he had like a four-game stretch where he was putting up like eight. And what people want, don't want to talk about is that was like they played three straight home games in monsoon weather. Uh, at home, they've had three straight home games in, like, monsoon weather. And they – I mean, they couldn't score. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything. And then now what we've seen what he's done the last four games where he's had, uh, I believe, uh, nine or ten touchdowns to just one interception over the last seven weeks. Yeah. Uh, he's he's definitely uh, been balling. And I also agree, I think he plays better without Odell because I think he tries to force the ball or tries to, like, zone in. on. I got to get Odell the ball. And um, right now he's just throwing to whoever's open. We know they have a great running game. But I have a different, I have a different take on this comeback player of the year. And, it's, and it might not be comeback from last year. I'm going to just say just comeback in general. Um, number one, I have two players I want to mention. Uh, number one is just David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery, with the injury of Tariq Cohen, really stepped up and showed out that he can be a workout course running back. And I think everybody was down on him after last year with all the hype. Um, yeah. And then lately what he's done, I know he's had an easy schedule but he's legit been a, a solid foundational piece um, at, at the running back position this year. Uh, but my guy goes, I'm actually going to give it to, which people were calling a bust after his first few years. And that's Corey Davis. Uh, oh, I, think, I think Corey Davis went that's from a good bust one. That's a good one. To just like a solid ass wide receiver. And I think it goes yeah. to show you that not everybody that's a high draft pick has to be a, a wide receiver one or a DK Metcalf. Yeah. Like I think he's, he's fit into that wide receiver two role nicely. And I think that he's made a name for himself having A.J. Brown on the other side, and he's really turned into a really good receiver. He stayed healthy, and I, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, his name came to mind because a lot of people were just like, this dude's the bust. Yeah, Even Tennessee yeah. was thinking that. They went and got A.J. Brown. Right. Yeah. So, and, and I
1: I think there's something to be said. They use him differently now. They're not just, you know, throwing him out. Hey, go to go run a route. They use him in the backfield. They're using him on different types of plays, slants, and just they're just trying to get him involved and get his hands on the ball.
2: Quarterback now. Yeah, and I was yeah, I was just about to say that. You know, it seems like his success is tied with Tannehill being there. Right. Yeah. I mean, first you had Mariota who he, he he's thrown to the tight end all day. Um but Tannehill, man, he just really gets it out there to these, you know what I'm saying? Like that play action works well with with both A.J. Brown on the other side, uh, you know, uh, commanding a lot of attention um, and leaving this really talented dude to go eat up them number two corners, you know. Yeah. So, and Derrick,
1: Henry, Derrick Henry actually opens up a lot of that because, you know, the run keys in and tries to, you know, defend against this guy, this monster, but then you got receivers getting one-on-one coverage and those guys are fast. AJ Brown is fast and strong. That
0: offense, that offense, honestly, b- besides uh, them in Cleveland, I think are built very efficiently um, mm-hmm. with the way they their their offense is designed, with the running the ball and the play action. It's very similar to the way the Niners were built last year, uh, yep. really without the 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 so much like rollout movement of the quarterback, but uh, just the the fact that they're built on the run. They have solid offensive lines, and then the play action game. And you have if you have good skill guys on the outside that can get open at one on one coverage. By Corey Davis and AJ Brown they're gonna eat so yep. um, that name just popped into my head I'm, I've never been a big Corey Davis fan but yeah, I thought that's a great that he, one he deserved a little bit of love so
1: that's a great one that's a great one
0: all right rookie of the year um, I thought this was going to be a unanimous decision but then I thought about it some more, and there might be some differing opinions. So I got
1: two guys. I got two guys.
0: I'm sure everybody's got two guys. Everybody's got the same two guys. I got two guys. <laughs> got same, got two guys. Got can we just be in agreement? It's James Robinson and Justin Jefferson?
1: Yeah, yeah, those two guys. Those are my two guys. Those are my Wait, two guys. Who you
0: said, who you said first?
1: Justin James Jefferson.
0: James Robinson and Justin Jefferson. And I'm yeah. leaving a guy out that I know you want to say, but that's, I'll tell you why.
1: Those are mine. Don't
0: worry okay. about it. Okay. You can't put him in the rookie category, and I'll tell you why after. I know who I, you want to say.
1: You, you know what? You know what? I had James Robinson, actually, and if this is for fantasy purposes, I had James Robinson slightly ahead of Justin Jefferson, only because James Robinson has been consistent over every game. He's played every game, and he's been over double digits in every game. So somebody like that, I, 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 and he was undrafted free agent. He kind of came out of nowhere. He won the spot last week at camp. And he just, he's just ran with it. And he's been a workhorse. He's been catching out of the backfield. He, he runs, he's got over a thousand yards. I, I read this article where he's got like the fourth uh, rookie running back to get a thousand yards in Jacksonville. And he's the third running back in history that's been undrafted to get a thousand yards in their rookie year. He's been he's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and he gets a lot of volume, um, in large part, though, I think that that's because, and it's not a knock on him, but it's like it's like who else do they got, right? The other guys that they had earlier, like th- what, that were ahead of him, ended up going down, right? And I don't know how you can't put Justin Herbert in that conversation. Well, okay, so so this I was getting no, to this. There, okay, there. okay. Well, then you let's know? talk about it.
0: Okay, so let's, talk, let's talk
1: about it. it. Let's talk I mean, about, it.
2: about it. Like he 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 broke didn't he break old boy's record? Andrew Lux rookie touchdown record but you're not you, let me finish all
0: right okay all right all right so the James Robinson idea I, I disagree with you saying that they don't have pieces there Leonard Fournette they shipped out because he wasn't worth what they were paying him and they actually said it's because they liked the guys they had which means Doug Marone saw something in James Robinson because no, he came in and he made it there was somebody else ahead of him still
1: dare was a dare not dare no,
2: no
0: it, everybody no the the when they came into training camp you're talking about Rykel Armstead,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. They had, got, but they had Raekel Armstead, and then they had that uh, the the uh, the scat back who uh, the receiving back, Chris there.
1: Thompson, Chris um, Thompson.
2: Yeah, but so he, when
0: when James Robinson when they cut Leonard Fournette, Rykel was already on COVID nineteen list, and and Doug Morone said we like the guys we got here, and it was really a battle of can't pronounce his name Owa or whatever his name is. Yeah, there, No, no, no. Before they got him, the other guy, okay. um, Odebe or whatever. Um, and, and James Robinson, and I read the article early in the season, that's why I picked up James Robinson in our dynasty league, like a couple of leagues, is because they said they really, really liked him, so I'm like, alright, and then when we saw him run, like I could see why, I mean he could do yeah. everything, right, and, and they got other guys on that offense, but they're just a bad team but, so I, I Justin Jefferson, James Robinson, I think is a toss-up, the reason Justin Herbert is not in that conversation, is because he's in the next conversation to me just go ahead to this right now. Fantasy football MVP. When I talk about MVP, it's not it, it to me, it can't be guys like Dalvin Cook. Like I those are guys that are supposed to be great and they're great, right? So like I feel like they would have to do something like Christian McCaffrey did, where it's never been done before, for them to be like, you know, exceed that, that number. So I think of guys like Kyler Murray started the year like that. He had a couple of rough games, um, but
2: he's kind of like that player. But I but have we, two players.
1: But we knew, we knew about Kyler, rookie of the year. three we, we
2: didn't really know Kyler was going to do what he's been doing. But
1: Kyler, he won rookie of the year, and he was drafted number one overall. I mean, he's expected. You expect at some level, at some point, that he's going to break out. He had the speed. He got the D-hop.
0: D-hop. Yeah, I think with the addition of D-hop, I expected him to be a you top expect- three quarterback. So, this is this – is, I'm looking at guys like Justin Herbert who if you didn't invest draft, draft capital in a quarterback and you just waited and took a flyer on Justin Herbert, your team is probably stacked, right? Because yeah. you got a good players early. So guys like that, guys like Ryan Tannehill, guys like Josh Allen. Josh like, Allen. I, I think were my three, and I honestly, I was close, but I went with Ryan Tannehill over Justin Herbert in my MVP race. Like I picked Ryan Tannehill because of where you would have gotten him, like the draft capital you you invested in him. And the team that you built around him is probably like amazing. Like if you have, I have Ryan Tannehill on a team, and my team has Tyreek, Devontae Adams, like uh, Aaron Jones. Like uh, my team's stacked, and then you get Tannehill, and it's like it's like a bonus. So that's how I view MVP in fantasy. But I know some people just like to say, "Oh, who's the highest scorer?" Yeah.
1: well, how far we've come because when I traded Tannehill in the beginning of this year, I, I was told that I was a rapist and I didn't do the I, I gave I gave up. I didn't give up enough to get the player that I got. And now he's he's an MVP. Well, so But I you but, but,
0: but okay, again, you, you draft you did, you drafted Ryan Tannehill and yes. you traded for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's still rape. Yeah, <laughs> at the time yeah. you don't get to look at it,
1: it but back. you don't but, <laughs> but no 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 but we also didn't just give up Ryan Tannehill and also Ryan Tannehill was balling last year, so even coming into this year, we didn't it wasn't like he snuck up on us. Ryan Tannehill didn't sneak up on this team. So he was it he was had been not good. a top ten ranked
2: quarterback coming no, in. was he actually was though when he was playing, he was actually a top ten because he I was right I mean projected I was back to the uh to the finals last year.
0: I'm talking about projected You're talking
1: about projected, 10. I mean yes, that's because, because
0: you have to take you have to take ADP into consideration. You have to take projects into 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 consideration because if not, but, if,
1: but if what, my, what's wrong with the eye test?
0: Really, you want to
1: use? I'm, I'm serious. The year the year year before when they were making that playoff run last year, Ryan Tannehill was playing like Mahomes, and I actually had a week where I started Tannehill over Mahomes.
0: So if if I, we're talking, so the the eye test does not apply to where you're drafting a person.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: You're not going to reach for for uh some eighth, ninth rounder in the first round because, man, that eye test, it passed that eye
1: test. But All right, but
0: also,
1: the thing is with Tannehill, we didn't also just give up Tannehill. We gave up Tyler Lockett, which we knew. He's
0: dead to me, too. I've been telling you, yeah, I've been hey, telling you. Y'all okay,
2: been,
1: you know, been talking about too. Tyler
2: Lockett's a top wide receiver, and I'm like <laughs> – He's dead to he me, too. To game, hey, he dropped
0: 50 Hey, he dropped the 50, 50
1: and everybody he did,
0: he
2: did but you take that out and it's like come
1: on man <laughs> but yeah i tyler lockett I, they're dead to me i like i like i like the Tannehill pick i like i like that um you know i think mvps me i yours. mean me if, if if we're talking about that kind of player um i mean Stephon, whatever you
0: whatever you see as mvp and that's just my criteria it's whatever you see
1: i mean to me if it's fantasy if i'm thinking like fantasy um it's the highest score and I actually that's the kind of how I based it but I could see that point of view with you like hey I, I found this guy like this gold mine you know from from <laughs> gold ra- rags to riches now you know what I mean this guy that just came out of nowhere and he just ended up balling out I mean a James Robinson could have been that guy yeah um I think uh you know like you just said Tannehill was definitely that guy um Stefan Diggs he wasn't drafted his ADP might have been like Fifth or sixth round.
0: He was and the biggest steal of the draft for me. He, he was the five. biggest.
1: Yeah. Cause I got him in a fantasy league where my team is stacked. I got like Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, Diggs, Mike Evans. And I mean, that was just straight draft, no trades. Like this is, this this league is just straight draft. Like if you don't draft well, your team is terrible. So um I think if you're talking about players like that, then yeah, I, I would probably put Stefan Diggs as like an MVP for me. Um, you know, but if we're talking strictly points, it's, it's it's either Tyreek Hill or Dalvin Cook, however you value players. Well, uh, Tyreek Hill or Dalvin Cook, bro? Those nah, are the only
2: – You're leaving somebody out.
1: Travis Kelsey? Is that who you want to put in? No,
2: well, you know, Travis Kelsey's <laughs> there though, now.
1: Travis, <laughs> Travis, Travis Kelsey's – hey, no shade, no shade. Travis Lose Kelsey's that dude. Who's
2: your MVP, be. Yeah, the way I see MVP, you know, I'm not – it's straightforward who is the most valuable player. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, who's, who is that, who is that dude? That's, you know, that's 25 book it. Right. Yeah. Um, to me, the most valuable player has to go to it was it's, it's close. Cause there's a lot of people that are producing like that, but um, it would have to go to Adams wide receiver for, uh, for green Bay. Uh, I mean, he got hurt right uh, early on in the season, but that, but this kid is this this dude is producing like he's having one of the best fantasy seasons from a wide receiver in history, right? If you projected what he has been doing since he came back from injury up until now, and if you projected out over sixteen games, that would literally be the best wide receiver season uh, in fantasy history.
1: So to so to your point when you said the best player the person has a twenty five bucket if you you said that. So why isn't Tyreek Hill that he has and, – and, and even furthermore, you could go beyond that and say somebody like D.K. Metcalf because both of those guys have more receiving yards and Tyreek Hill has more receiving touchdowns and overall touchdowns. He has 17 total touchdowns in the season and 12 yards.
2: But he has that in less games. What, what, well, if you, yeah, if you look at it, if, you, if, you're looking at, if
0: you're looking at per game, Devontae Adams is actually better than all of them. Well, yeah, uh, yeah on a per-game
1: basis.
2: Yeah, like that's what eight, I'm saying. Like the dude missed what he missed, like two, three games. Two, right? Twenty points behind Tyreek Kill, and he missed two and a half. Two games.
1: games. He missed two uh, and a half games. He
0: left early in one game, and then he, he missed two games. Uh, by far, per game, Devonte Adams is the number one wide right receiver. But if you're just saying points, twenty five, and book it,
1: that's what you said. I, I mean, I'm just going and off and your re- basis, and
0: regardless of position, regardless of position. Well, I, don't I mean, think either, let's go quarterback Okay, I was like, because okay. I was going to say, Kyler Murray to me has been just blows everybody out of the water.
1: Because yeah. I think Kyler
0: Murray has been the most consistent player all year. Yeah. Even his bad games, he's had one real bad game. Even his bad games before that was like 20 points. So, um, yeah. yeah. If you're just going position players, it's hard to argue with Devontae Adams if you're looking mm-hmm. on a per game basis. I'm, I'm one, like, I always look at availability. I hate guys that miss games. I like, that bothers yeah, me. I, I hate that. I hate it that. And it happens. Um, which makes me lean towards guys like Derrick Henry, who, who he's had a couple of bad games, but he's always there. He's, like, not hurt. And, yeah. I, like, to me, that even though I don't like the guy and, I don't, you know, I don't ever have him on my team and stuff, I, I can admit he's always on the field. He always plays. And there's that opportunity for points, right? The best, uh, best ability is availability. If you're there, you have an opportunity for points. And in fantasy, that's what we want. We talk about targets, carries, uh, snap percentage. Like, we want guys that are on the field. So if I had to take that approach, I would probably go a guy like that. Um, Tyreek Hill would be in there, too, because, again, he's always on the field. He's rarely hurt, um, even though he's like two foot tall and weighs 130 pounds. Um, but so, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Like I said, we've all, we've all named guys that that could be MVPs, right? We're, these are all guys that are that are that are solid. Um,
1: and you get this personal attachment, right? So if the guy's on your team, right, you're also you're more apt to being like, "That's my guy. That's my guy," and he is he is the best player on the field. And so like, it's hard to see outside of that purview. But I we got I, him I, for a reason,
0: right? You're drafting your guys because you believe in them, and when they're on your yeah. squad, you're like, "Yeah, that's yeah. why he's on my team. That's my guy." Yeah, that's my yeah guy.
2: no, you do get attached to your players. You know what I'm saying? Um, but taking that attachment aside, it's just like when you're watching that Green Bay game. If they're within five yards, you're like, it's a 70, 70% chance that, uh, that this, is, this touchdown is going to go to Adams. And that's the same thing, kind of like lightweight with Tyreek. They get so many opportunities. You know, he's, for as small as he is, he's one hell of a goal line threat. Yep. You know what I mean? If it's not Tyreek, he, it's him. Yeah, he has,
1: he has two rushing touchdowns and 123 rushing yards at, on a receiver position. He's only had 13 carries.
2: Yeah, no, it,
0: you're, you're right. I mean, those, those kind of guys are, are few and far between. Um, so I, I think we 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 kind of hit, I mean we kind of hit everybody that's really worthy of that conversation.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, at least- it, it, and there's one there's uh, one player we left off. There's one one player, and I know that you know his his last couple of weeks, but this dude Calvin Ridley, man, he's special. Uh, you know, like and he Ridley. had a couple of weeks where he fell off, but man, the dude, he was Devontae Adams type for the first five six weeks of this league, and then uh, yeah,
2: he I got like hit with an
1: injury. But, man, this Calvin Ridley special, man. He, he can get the end zone. He's big catch. He's fast, strong. I like him. I like him I, a lot. I like,
0: I like Ridley, too. That's why I traded for him in the sleeper league,
1: <laughs> regardless <laughs> nice. of my loss. Uh, nice. All right.
0: So we got about 10 minutes left. Um, we're going to get through these, about eight and a half minutes left. Um, I just want to talk about some of these guys. We, I want to talk about early 21, 2021 projections. We're all in dynasty leagues. We're all in redraft leagues. Um, putting whatever happens from here on out aside, Guys coming back, Saquon Barkley's Christian McCaffrey coming back healthy. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Dallas and Zeke? Are they still going to give Zeke the workload? I, I want to hear maybe your top five for next year. Um, just who do you have drafted one through five? Thinks are going to your ADP is one through five, um, and then we'll get into our last topic and we'll we'll get out of here. So who wants to go first? Top five.
1: Top uh, um, five. Are we talking position players or quarterbacks?
0: Um, let's let's say your basic standard league one quarterback league uh so probably no quarterbacks in that in that uh top five but um you know four points for the quarterback so probably running backs receivers or maybe it's all running backs. um just your standard you know one one quarterback two running backs two wide receivers flex okay. you know, that type
1: that type of league so who wants to go first
2: uh, go ahead Clay. all
1: right it doesn't um, have to be in
0: order it doesn't have to be one through five no, Five guys no
1: um i man christian mccaffrey he's he's just that dude man when he's on the field he's just he's just magic i mean the dude does does everything. Um, you know, but and he's different than a Derrick Henry, right? So, both of those guys, you know, you gotta, I mean, they're like fire and water. They just, they just, they're just different, but they're, they're so efficient. So, uh, I like those two guys as running backs. Um, obviously, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, um, DK Metcalf, man, he's shown himself, uh, to be a real threat in this league. And this is his second year. He's already over a thousand yards. So, um, Diggs, i like obviously d hop um man i i think it's travis kelsey right at the tight end spot and then like 50 feet of everything else and then the next highest tight end he's just so good he's so good and he's so consistent this is his, what his sixth season of a thousand yards plus unbelievable he's just i mean and his numbers his receiving numbers right i mean he's he'd be a top five receiver like that's how that's how crazy he is so Travis Kelsey is far and away the best tight end. I mean, K- Kelsey, obviously, he's got the – I mean, t- not taking anything away from Kittle, don't get me wrong, but in terms of, you know, when you're on the field, that guy's always there. So, um, Kittle – A little, bit, a little Andrews, bit better offense
0: there. too, right? You get a better offense yeah, yeah. more opportunities.
1: More opportunities. Darren Waller is really nice, man. You see what he's been doing the last few weeks. He's been tearing it up. So, um, you're those just tight
2: like that. You're just talking about, like, the top five overall fantasy. Yeah, just give, me, yeah just give me your top five. Any position, top five, yeah, okay, so um, you know, I don't think that there's too much change, right, um uh, the top five, if we were to go like in a snake draft, the top five that I would think it would be, um, you know it's it's in no particular order, right, with these running. right no teams. order, just yeah, just no, five um. Days. I think you have to throw Dalvin in there. Um, Dalvin, in my opinion, maybe may even be top three. Um, you know, with the volume that you get, you know, we love these PPR leagues, but you have to throw Derrick Henry in there, right? Um, Derrick
1: Henry's that dude.
2: You go Derrick Henry, you go um, you know, I think, I think Zeke may be out of that top five, right? Um, just based off of, you know, like, yeah, if Dak comes back, then cool, but that often, if Dak
1: comes back, is he is he a top five running back to you?
2: If Dak Zeke, comes back, Zeke is not in my top five.
1: Yeah, it, okay. it, a top
2: five overall play. He top five running back, yeah, but top five overall.
1: No, 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 no. I don't overall. think so.
2: Yeah. Um no, no. in a, in large part it's because that how that, that offensive line fell apart. You know what I mean? Like you've seen even with Dak, yeah, he was getting a lot of receptions, but his I think his yards per carry was down, right? I'm not sure how many rushing touchdowns he had, but you know, it, it was really those receptions that was keeping him at that you know twenty point per game, uh, where you would really expect him to be like twenty five something like that. But uh, but not really that that big blow up potential. Um, and especially with like Pollard showing out, you know, they may go to a little bit more of a committee. Who knows? Um, so I can't put him in the top five for that reason. So I got Derrick Henry. I got Dalvin. You have to do Alvin Kamara, right? Um, you have to do C and then it gets close, right? Because a lot of people, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Barkley, no question. But, you know, you got these wide receivers that are like really putting out, right? You got, you got Tyreek and Adams, who we've been talking about. And Barkley, yeah, he was hurt. But in the two games that we did see him, he didn't look good. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, he played. And he's going to be coming off a knee injury. Yeah. A, a, yeah. Another knee injury. Right. Um, so, you know, there's not much to work with in, in New York. Right. Uh, the jury's still out on, on Daniel Jones. Right. Uh, who the hell are their pass catchers? We don't know who, who that's going to be next year. Uh, so everybody's going to be keying in on him. So I don't know if I'd squeeze him in the top five. Um, so, I mean, it would be a toss up and it's close. Um, But, you know, I'd probably give it to – shit, I don't know. But it's, it's really a tie between Tyreek and, and, and Adams, right?
0: Yeah, um, I kind of think the same. Um, my top five would be Christian McCaffrey. I think is still going to be my number one pick. Um, mm-hmm. The volume in that offense, it hasn't changed, even with Ron Rivera or Matt Rule. Um, I think if he's healthy, he's, he's my number one pick. I, too, also have um, Alvin Kamara up there as long as Drew Brees is still playing football. If Drew Brees does not play, I would question, depending on who they give the reins to, um, and, I, and I actually do have Dalvin Cook in there. Um, just, just the volume's insane, right? The volume's insane. i probably put Derrick Henry in there because the volume is
2: Everything
0: just, insane. it's just insane. And when you have a good running back like that or a great running back like that and you get volume, it's hard to argue. Um, and then Devontae Adams would be my number, my number five. Yeah. Um, it would be close between him and Tyreek. Um, and then I would honestly, like, I'm going to say this, but Travis Kelsey would be would be definitely in my top eight picks um, at, at tight end because like Clay said, he's, he's damn near a wide receiver. So um, those are my top five. We got about two minutes left. I'm going to finish with this because I talked about it on the line the other day. We all are commissioners of fantasy football leagues at, or fantasy basketball leagues or whatever at some level. And for you commissioners, Please, please make sure you guys are being progressive with the rules and being open-minded and changing things um, because it's important. That's what keeps fantasy football fun. At the end of the day, it's about fun and competitiveness, but it's not about screwing people over. Um, Other than that, I want to thank Clay and Prava and P for joining me. Um, Again, you can follow us, Sideline to Sideline underscore podcast on Instagram, um, at S2 Podcast on Twitter. I appreciate all the love and support. These fellas will be back. Had a lot of fun doing this. I wore my NBA hat for opening day today. I can't show you the front because their team is trash. Oh. But,
2: um, <laughs>
1: and they're on the <laughs> so, rise. They're on the yeah. rise. Yeah. They're on the they rise.
2: They're they going to they, be here someday. big, quickly. Look out for them.
1: Uh, Emmanuel quickly. Yes. Yeah.
0: OB <laughs> topping. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us. And until next time, Sideline to Sideline podcast, we out.